Welcome to the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast. I'm Kate Moore Youssef, your host, and if you've arrived here, there must be a reason. I'm guessing you're curious to learn more about improving your wellbeing alongside ADHD, or maybe looking for some advice or guidance to feel healthier and calmer. So, why start this podcast? I'm a wellbeing and lifestyle coach, EFT practitioner, mum to four kids, and I discovered my own ADHD alongside one of my daughters at the age of 40. And now, after supporting many other women just like me, and probably you, I feel there's a need for more emphasis on well-being and lifestyle help for women with ADHD. And through the podcast, I want to offer you new insights and perspectives to enable you to live your most fulfilled, calm and balanced life. So wherever you are on your ADHD journey, my aim is to support you in finding the awareness and the most aligned tools to enhance your well-being so you can make the most intentional mindset and lifestyle choices moving forwards. Ready to get started? Here's the episode. Hi everyone. So before we get started on today's episode, I wanted to share with you a couple of updates, some news that I think um, you are entitled to know. So firstly, I wanted to share with you about my new workshop, which is all about managing your nervous system. Now, I'm really passionate about this because it crops up time and time again with all my clients and myself included, that as people with ADHD, especially with women, that we have a lot, there's a lot going on and our nervous system very regularly bears the brunt of this. So during this one hour workshop, I'll be discussing the different ways we can experience burnout and exhaustion. We can feel that dysregulation in our nervous system, what it feels like in our bodies. And I will be explaining how that correlates so much with ADHD. I'm going to be touching on the vagus nerve, the polyvagal theory, and generally what is our nervous system and how it can feel so overloaded and ways that we can manage that with daily choices, intentional practical tools that we can bring in so we can help ourselves feel calmer, more grounded, more balanced, and importantly, not sort of, you know, on the verge of burnout and exhaustion. And it's so important that we understand our nervous systems because this really helps us to protect our emotional well-being and it helps us make these intentional choices that we can wake up every day and recognise what is going to enhance and regulate our nervous system and what's going to deplete it. So this is going to be on the 12th of May. It's 2pm UK time. It's £33. All the details are on my website. If you head there now, it's coachingbykate.me.uk and you'll be able to just book straight away. And in this week's episode, we really do talk about the nervous system. So definitely understand how that plays a big role with our ADHD. And I really hope to see you at the workshop. And I also wanted to let you know that I am in the throes of planning the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Membership. And if you go on my website again, you'll be able to join the waitlist. Now, I am in the process of organising this because there's plenty of you that are messaging me and I just can't serve you all. So I'm really excited about these plans. It's going to be a membership where you're going to be getting monthly live workshops from me. You're going to get access to my resources, videos. I'm going to be sending you articles, news information, anything that I'm working on that you're going to get the first access to. 
And this is a way that I can help and serve many more of you. I'm able to protect my own energy because I'm really conscious that there's only so much one-to-one coaching that I can do. But importantly, it means that those who are prohibited by um, the cost of one-to-one coaching, you're able to get access to my community and the way I work at a fraction of the price. And if you sign up soon, when the doors open, you'll be able to get the exclusive founding member price for that, which means that when you sign up, your price will not move. You will get that for as long as you're in the membership because I will be increasing the price as I go on. So I really hope that my loyal listeners will come on this journey with me because I am so excited that I found a way, a solution to work with many of you, help you guys and also sort of help protect my own energy and avoid burnout. So enjoy this week's episode. I'm really excited about it and I hope to hear from you all soon. Take care. So hi everyone, welcome back to the ADHD Women's Wellbeing Podcast. And today's guest is Angela Bentley. She is known as the Ice Warrior on social media. And I guarantee that after this conversation, I think you're gonna be tempted to throw yourself into the nearest, iciest lake near your house. I have to say, I think she has that effect on people. So Angela has made it her mission to help people incorporate the Wim Hof Method, which we'll talk about into their everyday lives. She has practiced and studied the method to truly understand its potential and the health benefits we can all enjoy. So from improving her own mental and physical health where anxiety was a key player and almost losing her life four years ago, she now takes daily ice baths, you'll see that on social media, it's crazy, and practices powerful breath work to make her stronger, happier and healthier and feeling like the complete warrior that she really is. Angela is passionate about sharing the Wim Hof method and releasing your own inner warrior. Angela, welcome to the podcast. I've been so looking forward to this chat. We actually know each other. Yeah. So <laughs> this has been lovely. This is just like a catch up, but I'm delighted to have you on the podcast and I can't wait for you to share what it is that you do to help so many women. You've, you're creating a movement, a community. And I guess just tell me a little bit about, first of all, I mentioned Wim Hof and we'll go into that. But can you tell me a little bit about your life before you were throwing yourselves into icy baths every day and leading women into waterfalls? Oh, my goodness. I know when you were reading that bio out, I felt like, you know, did I write that? Because I think about my life three or four years ago and there's no way that that would have been my bio. And it has been such an amazing journey. Pre-Ice Warrior, I suppose. You always have like two lives, don't you? before kids and after kids, but I feel like I've got a life before Ice Warrior, before a life after Ice Warrior. So um, I think kind of just to look at, just kind of give you the highlights really in terms of my child was a bit of a shitty childhood. I had an alcoholic mother. We lived quite rural and I didn't have a bit hard childhood, but there was the alcoholic mum there and there was a lot of behaviours and limiting beliefs that stemmed from that, those childhood experiences. I was always kind of um, a kid that lacked a bit of confidence. I had a very much of a victim mentality as I grew into my teens and my 20s. And I was always really kind of jealous of functioning families and, and things like that. And then just kind of those childhood experiences in terms of relationships, And the way that I saw myself, I had unhealthy relationships. And I just, I did a lot of work around those limited beliefs in terms of, I just craved to be loved. 
and to be looked after that I wasn't looked after in my childhood. And I think one of the big things that's come through for me from doing the ice work myself and doing the, the work, the cold water therapy with people and women that I take into the water is that it's actually getting that feeling of I feel enough and realising I've always been enough. All the healing stuff that we do with ourselves is, is really powerful stuff. But we don't actually need to be healed. We're okay as we are and we've always been okay as we are. And it's just having that belief that's come through from my journey. So when you kind of mentioned about me having a bit of a, I have a life turning moment. So I met my husband, we had kids, it was all lovely. I did go into a big bout of depression, well not depression, anxiety after my second child which I lost a hell of a lot of weight. I was running on adrenaline all the time. You could have said it was postnatal depression. Was it sleep deprivation? I'm, you know, I was never diagnosed. I was offered antidepressants and I, and I took them, but I never actually took them internally. I gave myself a challenge to ask for help, to eat healthier, to exercise and man, try and manage that myself. And I did kind of roughly navigate myself out of, out of that, whether that was the right way or the wrong way to do, I don't know. But then... I managed that kind of period of my life, running at a million miles an hour, running a business, two children, all that kind of stuff. And I was hit by a ruptured ectopic pregnancy. I think it was about five years ago. And before they diagnosed the ruptured ectopic pregnancy, it was 14 hours, they left me and I was internally bleeding and I could feel myself dying in that process. And I was sending messages to tell people I love them because I was like, I'm, I'm on my way out of here and there's not a lot I can do about it. And then at the last minute, they found out there was a ruptured ectopic pregnancy and operated on me. And the surgeon then came to see me afterwards and said, you're a very lucky young lady. And I said, really? And he was like, yeah, another hour and we wouldn't be here. I was like, okay, I can't just die one day. I've got two children. I've still got shit that I need to do with my life. And physically, I healed amazingly well. But emotionally, it absolutely took the ground from under me. And it was the worst thing that ever happened to me, but it was the best thing that ever happened to me. I changed how I looked at life, but I also got some help, some proper help, rather than going, I can do this myself, blah, blah. I got some proper help from somebody. And what that did as a, what was I, 40, 39, 40, it unlocked a whole load of skeletons in my cupboard. It unlocked all the childhood stuff, which was, you know, the, the alcoholic mum, the, there was a, abuse there as a child. It unlocked a whole load of different stuff which I was able to go back and revisit and fix. So I felt like this brand new person coming from that and the way that I looked at life. So in terms of what happened in my career, so before my ruptured topic pregnancy, I had my own businesses, but I ran back to the corporate life for safety. I wanted to have my wage at the end of the month. I wanted to go to work, do a job, come home and not have anything outside of that. I wanted security, big security blanket wrapped around me. So as time went on with my, there was always that entrepreneurial itch saying, where are you going to, are you going to leave again? Yeah, of course you are, but just find the right time, find the right time. And that's when the ice warrior came into, into play, which was last two years. So tell me a little bit about, had you got into, were you already cold water swimming on your own? Like how did all of a sudden you decide to train in the Wim Hof method, which is no mean feat. It's, it's a long training there's lots of science behind it. You're, from what I know, you're about to go to Poland in a few weeks to to go and train with the master himself. So this is not just a few week training course, and then you're doing this properly. 
you've trained in breath work, you are taking women who have never been into cold water before and doing it all safely, responsibly. I've been on one of your trips. It's incredible. And it's like, it's like a, a therapy session combined with a turning point in your life, but you're also helping women empower themselves. So tell me a little bit about that first time you chose to put yourself into the cold water and how did that then take you into the Wim Hof method? So just before I tell you my first time is that I've always loved water. Swimming was my sport as a kid and I love water. Um, I'm, I'm a cancerian and it's just it's just my thing. I like to be surrounded by it. And although I just said, you know, I felt like a different person and I kind of got my anxiety under control, I did. But lockdown, when lockdown hit, it took my anxiety to a whole different level. I really, really struggled with it. You know, homeschool, as much as, you know, so many people around the world were dealing with all their own shit. I felt like I was, I was homeschooling. My husband had so much stress and anxiety. We were all stuck in this house and we couldn't really kind of get out. And it was just, we were out of control and I was out of control. And I stumbled on social media, this Wim Hof method. And it just said, you know, there were these health benefits and do this for three days. This is the challenge for three days. And I was like, putting myself in cold water and breathing I have never done them but I'm going to give it a go so I did it and I have to say within two three days my anxiety was absolutely I washed it away on a daily basis and I had control over it and that was my first you know it was I felt I was like oh my goodness I can hold my breath for a minute and a half like in two or three days and I can put myself into cold water and feel like this. And it was absolutely astounding. And the, the journey from there was I carried on doing it and I carried on going for longer in the cold shower, getting a little plunge pool in my, in my garden, going to the local lake, carrying on with these breathing exercises. And I was like, is this a placebo effect? Is this just kind of thinking that it's feeling good? And, and But then I started to look at the science behind it and really understanding it. And that was then, it just snowballed from there. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally relate because that's when I started cold water swimming. It was, it was like, I feel like it, it's testament to the depths that we were in of, of lockdown, homeschooling our kids, anxiety sky high, fear sky high, that so many women, mothers were, choosing you know to find cold water to wash that anxiety away yes. and I know that was my lifeline for many months you know with my two friends we'd go to the lake that I think we both go to and it was it got us through the week we'd have our car ride was a therapy session we'd all talk about what we're all going through as you know different families and we'd get into that lake and we would realize that inner strength that inner resilience that we doubted every time every time there was another announcement about covid restrictions and we thought we think we couldn't get knocked anymore and then that lake proved to us that we had that strength to keep going and thank god we had it because i i genuinely don't know what i would have done if i didn't you know i probably would have been drinking a hell of a lot more yeah. um eating a lot more and moaning a lot more the positivity you know it, i think we were so drowning in everyone else's negativity and fear that if i didn't have that i i think i could have probably spiraled into you know depression and anxiety so it helped me on 
profound levels. But we were doing it, we were just getting in. I have one friend who gets in the lake and she doesn't need breath work or anything like that. She's just got this amazing way of just getting in and not feeling the cold so much or not being that dramatic. Whereas I have to go in and do a breath work technique that worked for me. But when I did it with you and you showed me, it was quite different. You know, you were really, you knew, flipped it on its head. And I also felt very empowered when you taught me how to hold my breath. And I love holding my breath. I think I've just got like this, oh my God, it's just like a challenge. <laughs> it does things to me that I, you know, it's like a hallucinogenic and I just love it. So yeah, and I think that's what the difference is, is that you've got, now you've got this level of knowledge of how to insulate ourselves from inside. And so tell me a little bit about what Wim Hof has taught you about the science of why cold water is so good for our mental health. Yeah, so I think from that journey and learning about Wim is that I learned that my hormones started to balance and my strength started to, to build to build within. Um, so the breath work and the cold go together. So cold water therapy has been around for you know a million years. So is breath work, so is meditation. They're not new things. They don't belong to Wim, but what Wim's done is he's brought them together in a really powerful package and he's proving that scientifically they, they do work. And I think the breath work for me is something that I do on my morning routine, regardless of if I go into cold or not. It is so powerful. And I know that you loved it um, and you really kind of bought into to the breath work. But what the breath work does is it prepares the body and the mind for the cold. So through breathing, what you're doing is you're activating your sympathetic nervous system, getting it ready to go into the cold. So it's already engaged. So when you get into the cold, that whole shock, it's not as bad because you've already engaged that sympathetic nervous system. What you're doing as well by doing that breath work is you're warming up the intercostal muscles, the little muscles in between your rib cages. So the little muscles start warming up as you're doing that powerful breath work and they warm up the blood flow around, around those uh, ribs and then your blood flow within your core. So it warms up the blood and it warms up your body, ready to go into the cold. And that holding your breath, like you said, I love that holding your breath, that retention. That's accessing your parasympathetic nervous system, your rest, your digest. That's when your body's healing itself. And that it prepares your mind for the for the cold as well. So you're kind of in a mind. So you feel quite quite tranquil when you yeah. after you've done the breathing, you kind of go into the cold and you kind of it's not, you know, an issue. But then when you're going into the cold, it's very important not to do the breath work that you've done to prepare your body for the cold. It needs to be a really nice, calm breath. And I think you you mentioned the, the, the vagus nerve before, which is really important to, to activate that when going into the water. It's a nerve that connects our brainstem to our whole body's nervous system. And what we do is kind of long breaths, you know, in through the nose and then long out through the mouth. And it can be humming, activating that, you know, and you're activating that vagus nerve. And that tells your body and your mind everything is okay. Yeah. it's okay and it's such a powerful thing if you've got a child that that is hyper and they're just absolutely out of control you know crying and this and if you can get them into engage in just two of those really long breaths they're back in the room and it's it's such such a powerful thing to do and getting into the water and one of the most beautiful thing about taking people into the water is that moment it's a fearful thing like you think you mentioned fear before is that is that what we're doing? We're actually facing our fears head on with that cold. 
and it's fearful it's not it doesn't feel nice to start with our body goes into fight or flight and goes get me the hell out of here but we can control it we can go through it it lasts 30 60 seconds and when we get to the other side of fear then we feel all those lovely feelings going on within our body yeah and I think that's what is so powerful isn't it is that breath work because the way you described it of the pre-breath work of of preparing our bodies and then the breath work while we're in the water because I've got into the water before not with you and I've probably not done as much of that kind of like vagus nerve breathing that you know to engage the parasympathetic and got in and my breath got short and I could feel my heart my chest beating and the panic you know comes in and that is your body saying oh you're in danger you're in danger and so thankfully I knew how to kind of like get back and I did the long breathing and the even longer breath out but that is that is something that can happen and I know that you know as it's got trendier and people on social media you know are doing it that there is an element of danger and so for what you're doing is you are leading people in a small group and you're creating, I think what, what you do is, is so lovely on so many different levels because you're creating a little bit of a community, this connection. So we, we walk to the, the waterfall, the lake or whatever it is. We get to have a chat with different women. And essentially we're all there for different reasons, but we've got lots of common denominators and those common denominators are typically anxiety. And as women with ADHD, you know, anxiety is pretty prevalent throughout our lives in different ways. We've got busy minds, we've got a lot going on, we're taking on a lot, we're overcommitting, we've got lots of overwhelm. And to just have, you know, an hour to walk in nature, to connect with lovely like-minded women, just on its own is calming and therapeutic. Mm -hmm. And then we're all facing this kind of fear thing together and we're doing the breath work. So I, I think you're teaching people to to know that there's different ways that we can look after ourselves and showing us different ways that you know walking in nature connection um talking and then the breath work and then we've got that you know the crescendo at the end of getting in the cold water is just another way as opposed to perhaps you know if you've got sort of some social anxiety and you don't want to go to a restaurant and drink and meet the school mums or all these, there are different ways, you know, to connect with people. Yeah. And I think definitely speaking from an ADHD perspective, a lot of women do feel like outsiders, different, that the mundanity, they don't want to talk about the mundanities of life. We want to go straight in with the deep conversations. The small talk isn't, you know, what we yeah. want. We want to have those like, spiritual interesting conversations and and I think what you're providing is that and so it's offering women that if we don't want to go down that kind of talking about half term and school camps and holidays and chit-chatting you know for a coffee that we have got options yeah I think the key word that you said a few times Kate was connection so through the, the whole method is about connecting to yourself and giving yourself through the breath work that time to go, how do I feel today? How does my heart feel today? How does my head feel today? And that breath work gives you without, it's a meditation, but it's a different kind of meditation. Um, or it makes your meditation afterwards more powerful and it gives your time just to tune in with your body. And some days 
you will feel, you know, whether you do have ADHD or you, you know, don't have it, then you need that chance just to go, how do I feel today? And sometimes you might feel like, do you know, what? I'm going to go out there and smash it and I'm going to really just kind of be full of energy and I'm full of confidence and I'm going, but sometimes you feel like, I just want to hide away from the world today and getting out of bed is actually an effort for me today. And look at your day and change that day to just kind of go, I just want to just hide away and I don't feel like it. That breath work gives you that connection within to actually just feel into those feelings that are there, but we're constantly just pushing them down and you're just getting on with life and we're just getting going from one thing to the other. What I find is when I take people into that water, or breath work, the breath work and the cold, they open up those emotions. They give them the opportunity to come to the surface and go, this is how I feel. So the amount of times that people get emotional through breath work or emotional when they go into the water, like didn't even expect it. They come as like super strong, super confident. They get into the water and they go, I'm crying and I don't know why I'm crying. And it's like, because they push down all this stuff, especially over the last two years when we've all had so much going on and just kind of had to just deal with things. It's like, we don't have to just deal with things. Have a look at it on a daily basis and just listen to your body. Um, and I think that's the, the connection with yourself. And like you said, you're walking it with others, connection with other people through a very, very natural way. And then connection to the nature that's around us, which you know, uh, you know, you, you preachers, is it's so, so important to connect to that nature. So you're connecting with nature. It's like you're in that water, like the lake that we go to, and a duck actually swims by <laughs> and falls you. And eyeballs you, and you're like, how much more connected to nature yeah. can I get? And it just fills my heart with joy that that actual duck swimming by, yeah. Or you looking at the trees and the nature around you, and you love it. It's like a connection that you can't get in through anything else. Yeah, I mean, what's crazy when you were describing that is that it just shows how full circle we're going. You know, we're in the like the peak of technology. We couldn't be in a more modern society if we tried. And the thing that is really like revving people up now is nature, outdoor swimming. You know, if you again, I, I go back to social media, but, you know, you're not you're not trendy unless you're throwing yourself into a, a lake. And um, it's just mad that this is it's almost biblical what you would we were just talking about then. It's like women coming together in a circle, supporting each other walking in nature it's like a pilgrimage to the the washing away of your emotions and you know it's what we've read about for thousands of years and now we're just recognizing the power of women coming together and supporting collaborating as opposed to that kind of maybe 20 30 years ago where women were like loggerheads with each other and competing and fighting and being like top dog it's like, no, no, no. How can we support each other and get each other, you know, like, especially I'm sure you've seen women find some women find it more challenging. Some women can't get into that water and they need someone else to come in and hold them. And I know that's what you do. I've seen the most beautiful pictures of you holding women's hands in a circle and getting them to trust in themselves and believe that they have got the strength to do it. And like you say, the, the release of emotion and I don't think we give ourselves enough time to do this. We're just so busy all the time chasing and thinking that the next pay rise, the next holiday, the next pair of shoes is going to fulfill us. When actually, probably a trip with you, with a group of women is going to be a far more fulfilling. I mean, I know that when I did it with you, I was buzzing for days. I was so excited to tell people. Everyone was asking me, you know, I put my pictures up on, on Instagram 
and we were blessed with this beautiful day. I mean, I couldn't have chosen. I mean, it was freezing cold, but it was yeah. sunny. We were scraping ice yeah. off windscreen. <laughs> yeah. <we> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not, it wasn't, it was definitely not August. I think, when was it? November? October, yeah, maybe yeah, Something yeah. like that. And we were, you're right. I took a picture of my th thermometer in the car, but it was like, it was glorious. And I feel like maybe now there's a turning in, in the tide of women recognising what it is that they need as opposed to the material side. Hi everyone. So I'm quite open on this podcast that I'm always looking for more natural ways to manage my ADHD. The big areas I struggle with are anxiety, overwhelm and a racing mind, probably always in the middle of the night, as well as improving focus and staying on task during the day. And from what I hear from many of you, I'm sure you do resonate and relate. So for that reason, I wanted to let you know that I've been re recently using an amazing new CBD oil to help with these issues. And I have to say, I do feel a real improvement. I'm definitely feeling more focused, calm and balanced on the days I've been using Columbia Care Platinum CBD oil. Now, I'm pretty wary about CBD oil quality, but I've done my homework here for you. So even though the market has grown immensely, there are still many unregulated products out there and it is important you do use a high quality oil to really reap the benefits in helping your ADHD symptoms. Now the Columbia Care CBD capsules and oils are designed to maintain the balance in your body and help detangle your thoughts and stop your mind from racing and in turn allowing you to sleep and rest easier. Columbia Care's mission is to improve lives by creating a premium CBD product to the highest standard and ensuring care, quality and compassion are at the forefront of everything they do. I actually really love that. And to ensure that this CBD oil is of the highest quality, all their products are third party tested by independent labs to ensure safety and efficacy. And not only this, Columbia Care is completely transparent about all their products containing 10% CBD and broad spectrum, meaning they've been remediated from a full spectrum and are completely THC free, meaning that you won't be getting high from this CBD oil. Now, the Columbia Care CBD Platinum products are only available in the UK from their website, bettercbd.co.uk. So I am very sorry to my international listeners this time. But if you would like to give this CBD oil a go and get a 10% discount, you can use the code KATEM, that's K-A-T-E-M, 1010 at bettercbd.co.uk. And you'll be able to get that 10% discount. So put in the code KATEM10 at bettercbd.co.uk. And now back to this week's episode. Can you tell me, I guess, what your plans are taking this forward? I know you've got big plans. What's the future for you and Wim Hof? And also, I'd like to know about Poland. What's going to happen there? What are you going to come back with? So I think from just kind of touching on what you said there which links into your next question is that when you are going into the water and you're facing that fear and you're going to the other side of that fear building courage or whatever that is that trickles into different parts of your life okay and it's just kind of building on that and doing it regularly so it's beautiful that we went to waterfalls it's beautiful that we go to to the local lake and things like that but if you're doing that once a month it's not going to give you these beautiful health benefits 
and so it's not the big hits it's the little and often so you haven't got time to go to the lake you haven't got time to go to the waterfall have the shower cold shower or fill that bathtub with cold do the breath work and just little and often and we talk like 15 minutes a day it doesn't have to be a lot so my passion is to try and help people build this into their everyday life to, to get those health benefits and facing the fear that what that does then it trickles into different parts of your life so this brings on to to next so i practice what i preach it, sometimes I have to go, okay, Angela, you're out of control. Bring it back. Practice what you preach. But a lot of the time I do practice what I preach. And so, for example, recently I have a lot of fear about going to Poland. I am out of my comfort zone. For whatever reason, imposter syndrome, is it going to be more of a challenge than I've ever put myself through? And I don't know. It's the unknown, isn't it? It's a challenge. It's the fear. So I'm properly putting myself into colder water, colder water, getting more facing my fears so I'm, I'm programming my body and my mind that it's okay and I become have more courage through doing that and I'm actually mo most of the time pretty excited about it but it also helps me with the business as well so when you, you have your own business there's a lot of fear around making decisions we procrastinate a lot we do this and it helps so much with that so what next with the business in all honesty when I go to Poland and do this instructor course I will I will empower myself to be able to to know more what I want my business to look like. But what I want it to do is I want it to help people. My primary thing is to make people realise that they are enough. And through whatever means that is, through the breath work, through journaling after the breath work, through getting in the cold, you are absolutely enough. I'm a, and I'm a little bit, although I think the healing and you know finding out about your inner child and all that kind of stuff, I've obviously been through a whole lot of stuff like that and it's, it's good and it's helped me to get where I am today, but I'm done. And I wanna see now what I'm capable of and I want mm. to achieve incredible things with what I'm doing. And the cold and the breath work is gonna support me to do that. And I want to help women, people, I want to work with, you know, trans communities, all these people that just, I want them to feel that they're enough, actually feel that inside, you know, and be able to take on the world. And I just feel like that this is is something that is really powerful to support people within that. I did have a spiritual reading saying that I was going to have a centre where people would come to this centre. So I'm on the lookout for my centre, which I see as being by a lake with trees one side and I feel like it will be maybe kind of a bit of a pop-up with yurts or something to start with and that's my vision to have that that people will will come and we will have weekends you know fires water all that kind of stuff that that helps us connect with nature and ourselves that's beautiful I just got proper shivers when you told me that because the way you described it I immediately visualized it and it sounds incredible, honestly, that sounds amazing. And I think what you touched on before about it being incremental, and if you live in, in a big city or you don't have access to, to doing this or time, that a cold shower and a bath is, is just as good, five minutes, two minutes, whatever you can do. I mean, actually the other day, I, I said to you off camera before that I've not been in the cold water for about four, four or five weeks because of being ill. And the other day I was so desperate that I ran myself a bath and I got in. I've never done that before. I've normally had the cold shower, but I felt like the cold shower wasn't even going to do it. I just needed to plunge in cold water and I'd never done it before. And it was just as difficult to get into into the lake it was just different but and then I sat in that bath and I'm very conscious of like 
getting like doing getting the full vagus nerve or like you know like cold because I know that's what really really helps so I sort of made sure I was splashing all the water over my chest and my back and my face and even two or three minutes of sitting in that bath just I got out and I was perkier I was brighter I was in a better mood like it just it just did it it just works for me and and I think when I'm going to go back to the ADHD is that if we have chosen medication doesn't work for us like we, we've chosen that we're going to go down the lifestyle route and that's something that um you know we talk about on this podcast a lot then we have to find daily tools we have to find tools that we can bring in that are easily accessible aren't going to cost a lot of money that anyone can do and we can you know just throw into our our, our daily habits and I think cold water is one of them and it's it's a preventative so if we, again, if we struggle to get going in the morning and we're struggling with procrastination and we're struggling with our moods up and down, and I'm going to ask you about hormones in a minute, but this is something that we can all do. We can just blast. Am I right in saying that a 90 second shower, cold water shower is, is enough? Is that? Yes. Yep, absolutely. It, the, the 90 second cold shower is absolutely enough um, to, to do that. But there was also a study where they were looking at people um, who were employed and looking at their sickness record. And people who had a cold shower, so they had two groups, one that did cold showers every day, one group that didn't do cold showers every day. And the group that did cold showers every day, they reduced their sickness record by like over 25%. But they didn't really matter whether they had a 30 second, 60 second or 90 second cold shower. Okay, just get in there. So this brings me on to your... Um, the kind of ADHD um, side of it is the mental health that it brings that it brings you. So when you're getting into that cold shower or your bathtub or your or your lake, obviously your nature is your ultimate going to nature, but it takes bloody time. So, but you, your cold shower or your bathtub or whatever it is, that awake feeling that you get, you know. So you go, and it's just like you're awake, you're alive because there's no choice. You are alive with the cold, and this is this is the hormone. So noradrenaline. So do you, have you come across the noradrenaline? Yeah. So that is the release of noradrenaline in the body that's giving you that wakefulness, okay? And that kicks in at 530%, up to 530% of that noradrenaline kicking into your body, okay? And the results of noradrenaline are things like more focus, more attention, a heightened mood. And what it does is it it influences our brains and if we're de depleted with noradrenaline then that can bring on depressive symptoms okay so noradrenaline is really really important to all of us but the ADHD things and the the pharmacological medications that they're treating ADHD and depression with they target noradrenaline deficiencies so if you can get that like you said from a natural way on a daily basis that kick of noradrenaline now you don't want noradrenaline on a high rate all through your day that's not good but a small stressor with a short ice bath or a short mm. shower is hugely hugely beneficial to to everybody to do that and what about the dopamine because that is again that's our biggest thing is that we are <laughs> always you know seeking dopamine we're on a dopamine deprivation and that is you know a no full well that even though we the first 30 40 seconds in the water is it's like ah but then all of a sudden everyone starts laughing and there's like lots of giddiness afterwards and that is the dopamine isn't it that's that's kicking in so tell me a little bit about how that increases our dopamine 
you're often thinking that um, you've got some drunk people at the end of it, like you're too much drunk, but they're just high on life. So when you're getting into that water, you, with the with the cold water, by the way, you don't have to go below kind of too far below 15 degrees or something like that. We don't have to go into sub-zero temperatures to get these benefits, okay? And at 14 degrees C and below, you're going to get that surge of dopamine coming in. So 250% worth of dopamine comes into your body through that cold exposure. So that's a hell of a lot. And it has such a positive effect on our mental health. Dopamine, it allows us to, you know, feel excitement, joy, euphoria, and all that kind of stuff. But if we don't have enough, what happens as well is you generate all these lovely happy hormones when you go into the water, but then they do trickle into different parts of your life. It's not just that one hit you know, they're in your body, they're circulating around your body then, and it's it's kind of going in. I think I listened to someone the other day, and they, they went for a little cold dip on New Year's Day, and then went home, you know, with the kids, and made the New Year's Day dinner for the whole family. I said, usually I'm just shouting at everybody, and it's just a whole stressful experience, but I'd like, I was just like, yeah, it's fine, and you just kind of, you have that calmness, that, you know, happiness that kind of comes into your, into your everyday life. With hormones, especially for women, you know, yes. as we're getting older, ADHD and hormones, um, there's a massive connection. So dopamine um, and plays a big role with our oestrogen. So if our oestrogen levels are, are, are you know, um, curtailing, so does our dopamine. And so we will have lots of fluctuations through the month. But as perimenopause is, is coming, we're losing our oestrogen and our dopamine levels are just not there on a daily basis so are you seeing a lot of menopausal women coming to you struggling with anxiety and depression perhaps maybe they hadn't felt it as much and they're better and they're benefiting from the cold water exposure yeah i think the hormone balancing side of the cold water comes after time so if you need to kind of keep doing it um, and it's probably six to eight weeks you're going to start. That's when I felt the benefits coming in with hormone balancing. So I don't have any specific case studies or anything like that to talk about only myself. Is that, yeah, that's the obviously the, the anxiety relief was my first one. Sleep was another one. Um, the Then hormones started levelling. Like my husband even started noticing, just going, oh my goodness, you're not getting those highs and lows from those hormones. He said it in a, in a blokey way, obviously, but... <laughs> Um, but that's what he was meaning and um and just kind of lots of other symptoms as well you know breast tenderness and all this kind of stuff it's all just really really leveled out and I do use it as a prevention so I obviously it's my job I practice it and I do it every day so I find the benefits but I also so I use it as a prevention tool like you say so I know that if I do this it's, it's going to have these preventions I'm not going to shout at my kids so much and I'm not going to I'm going to be feel a better person and I'm going to be able to conquer the world a little bit more but I also sometimes just go it, I need a hit and like you said before I need that cure so rather than prevention I need a cure so sometimes at the end of the day you're just in the kitchen going I'm really cross with the world and I just keep moving things around and I'm not being particularly productive with anything I'll go huh, you need to go and put yourself in some cold water and I will do that and oh my god you just feel it's like you putting a you know one of those alka-seltzer things in and, <laughs> and you just fizz and it's just just all comes away and sometimes emotions release sometimes it's just very it, because it can be meditative so you don't if you want to go and put yourself into cold you don't have to swim around you can swim around if you want to it's all you know personal preference but sometimes just that submersing into water and just feeling into your body is so powerful yeah and you've got like a, a little 
bath, haven't you, outside in your garden? I mean, I don't know, but I can't imagine it's like hugely costly. So even if you've got a balcony or you could get something and keep it outside and just tell me a little bit about that, because I think anyone listening now is thinking, I want to try this. They might not even have a bath at home and they might want that feeling of being submerged. And I want to make this as accessible as possible, especially yeah. if this potentially could be an amazing technique as prevention for for the more challenging ADHD symptoms for women. So I want to be able to just offer people options here. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's a huge passion in terms of making it accessible and making it um, getting to people to build it into their everyday lives. So yeah, I do have a little tub. It's like um, like a little barrel size paddling pool. So I can submerge up to up to my neck in it, um, and it it just surrounds me. Um, and that takes about fifteen minutes to fill with water. But yeah, I could put that into my shower cubicle and do it mm -hmm. in there. Um, so I'd be able to submerge if I didn't have a bath. Also, things like that, everyone keeps going, oh, my God, I could never do that. But I always go, oh, my God, I can't be bothered. It's the cold. It's just not going to be a nice opinion. But I go, do you know what, Angela, if you do 30 seconds in there, that's absolutely fine. Now, I end up usually staying in five, ten minutes. But I, if I go, you're going to spend ten minutes and they'll go, oh, no, I'm never going to do that. It's just not nice. Yeah. But just say to yourself, I'm just going to get in for 30 seconds today and see where that journey takes you. You don't have to set yourselves, you know, ten minutes and it, there's no heroes. And when you, if you come on a trip with me, you'll hear me say, no heroes it's not a competition and the biggest thing about it is you've listened to my journey today and you've told us about your journey every single person's journey is different and it means different things to different people and that's what you've got to think I'm not going to compare myself in terms of how long I can hold my breath for my retentions or how long I can go in the cold for if I can smash ice it's not important it's important that it's your journey and you're taking it at your pace and your speed and yeah. all I'm here for is a reference point to if you go, actually, I've done this now, what's next for me? Or I'm struggling with this bit. How can I overcome this challenge? That's what I'm here for. Um, not to tell you how to do your do your journey. Yeah, I think that's so nice to hear because so much of life is all about comparison, isn't it? And, you know, pushing ourselves. And, and again, what you said before is like telling ourselves whatever we do is not enough. You know, we should be doing more. We should be being being better, being more. And just that knowledge that every day is different. If you want to do 90 seconds, if you want to do five minutes, like it's it's fine. And I really resonate with that feeling of never feeling enough. And I know that a lot of the listen, listeners will, is that if you've had an ADHD diagnosis later on in life, and especially, you know, I'm speaking to women who are 40s and 50s and 60s, that have always just felt that there's something fundamentally broken. They've just, they need fixing. And so their whole life, their belief system has been, something needs fixing. I'm not right. You know, I'm broken. You know, why do I think like this or behave like this? Why have people always said to me that I'm too this, I'm too that? And all of a sudden, just having that time, that moment to just kind of be like, right now, you know, right here, I, I am enough. And actually, something I wanted to touch on before we finish is what cold water does for me. And I know that it probably does this for so many people is that it gets me out of my head and not many things get me out of my head, but you can't be in your head when you're doing the breath work, trying to warm your core temperature up and maintain, you know, everything going on and like, and be safe in the water. So I think even if 
all the other side of it maybe doesn't appeal to you to have, you know, a time where you're not thinking about the shopping list and the emails and all the different things that we're juggling just to be able to kind of go into that incredibly mindful place is so therapeutic, isn't it? And I've never got into the cold water and had thoughts about all my to-do list. It's just never come into my head. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think someone asked me the other day, we were doing kind of a a group chat and they said, right, it's my first time in the water. Should I have a mantra or something to get in going, I can do this, I can do this. And it's like, if you want to hold on to that mantra and have that mantra, you can, but just, just focus on that breath is absolutely enough to get into that water. Just that long out breath, get yourself in, get yourself submerged, get over that, that kind of fight or flight feeling and just find, as Wim says, the comfort in the discomfort mm. so you can tune into your body and if you want to home or close your eyes or go within or look at the nature around you, like you said, you're not thinking about the to-do list, you're just thinking about just the connection again, that word connection, you're just connecting on so many different levels and it's meditative, it, it's it's beautiful, you kind of start practicing but I think what, what I do in it is that I've explained to you what's going to happen to you. So you're going to have 30 seconds or a minute of of panic panic feeling, but you're going to breathe through that and then you'll get to the other side and that's okay. But it's when you don't know that you're going to get to the other side. You know, it's like having a a child that won't, won't do something. You think you're going to be in that moment forever. It's going to last forever, but it doesn't last forever. So if I explain that you kind of go through it and they go, Okay, and I can see it in people's eyes. I can see it when they come back in the room. And I go, okay, you're okay now. And, you know, you can see that um, with people. Also explaining to people that the, you're going to get really cold in your arms and legs, but your core is going to be safe because your body's so clever. It directs that heat to your core to keep you safe, your head and your, your core safe. And they kind of go, I've got that word safe in my, my body's doing what it should be doing. And I think that's, that's important to understand what's going on. But, but without it, otherwise you do think, oh, oh my God, I've got these sensations, should they be okay? And do I need to get out with you? Start panicking then. But if you know that that's what's supposed to happen, then that's that's okay. Yeah. Oh, Angela, it's been honestly such a pleasure. I've just loved this chat. I could talk about this all the time. Um, I can't wait to hear about um, Poland and you know no, doing everything. I can't wait. I'm sure you're going to document it all. Can you tell um, people if they want, how they're going to do this? I know we're based in the northwest of England, and um, you are slowly converting the whole of the northwest of England into <laughs> cold west, cold water swimming. But if people are listening, and we, we've got lots of listeners from all around the world, what? How can they, you know, learn from you? What What have you got to offer, and, and where? How can they contact you? Amazing. So yes, yeah, so I am based in the northwest of England. But um, so my website is called theicewarrior.com. And if you sign up for the newsletter, I kind of email out what I'm up to. Um, I think when I come back from Poland, I have a few um, different retreats and um, days where we will be kind of working through stuff which aren't limited to people from, from the Northwest. And I think the retreats are kind of facing fears in different ways through cold water, through different ways, and kind of going on to what incredible things can I achieve um, once I've kind of got got over those things, giving you the tools to go away and actually implement them into your lives. So yeah, so there, yeah. Fantastic. Angela, thank you so much. And um, I can't wait. I'm going to be doing a waterfall tri- oh. uh, trip in a few weeks. So yeah, I'm sure you'll see it all over my Instagram again. Great, great podcast that you're doing, um, Kate. It's so lovely.
Well, thank you, Angela. Take care. Bye. So that's today's episode done. Did what we talk about resonate with you? I really hope you found some takeaways that may inspire you to make some small changes that enhance your daily life. And if you did find this episode insightful, please do consider sharing it. Knowledge and awareness is power, especially with ADHD. You can also head over to the show's Instagram page, which is ADHD Women's Wellbeing Pod, and join the community that's waiting for you there. And if this episode really did strike a chord, please do consider leaving us a review to enable more people who need to hear these conversations find the show. Thanks so much for joining me today and see you next time. I just wanted to say a huge thank you for your incredible support so far with the podcast. And I want you to know that all your messages and your reviews and emails and all the different ways you get in touch with me is so appreciated. I read every single one and I just want to thank you for contacting me and letting me know your feedback, um, letting me know what parts of the podcast you liked, what you want to hear more of. And also that I am so grateful that many of you are contacting me for coaching. I'm doing my best to help you all, but I am now on a little bit of a wait list. So I wanted to let you know about some resources I have got for you that you can use straight away. If you head to my website, coachingbykate.me.uk and go to the resources section, you will find some really effective free resources and downloads that you, you know, look at, read, watch straight away. One of them is the Suspect You Have ADHD download. So that is for anyone that is potentially um, curious about and whether or not this is ADHD and your next steps. So it's very, very interesting and insightful information of your next steps towards getting a diagnosis if that is something that you're looking for. I've got a well-being toolkit for ADHD women. Again, lots of great recommendations and tools for you if you want to improve your well-being and just feel a bit healthier on a day-to-day basis. And I also have a three-minute calming technique download. So again, if you need sort of things that you can just reach to straight away to help manage your emotional regulation and just feel calmer, I've got that. And I've also got some workshops that you can download and watch straight away regarding using um, EFT to help with overwhelm, potentially how it can help your ADHD symptoms, and also to help with the intensity of RSD and other ADHD symptoms. So these are all hour-long workshops that are available to you. And then I've got a brand new one that has just been put on the website. This is a pre-recorded workshop, and it's all about thriving with ADHD after your diagnosis. So this is just been put on. It's £33 and it's an hour of me giving you lots of different tools and strategies and guidance as to how you can make the best out of life once you've had your diagnosis and moving forwards more positively. So I really hope these resources um, help you. And of course, if you are looking for one-to-one coaching or group coaching, please do just drop me a message from my website and I will be able to get back to you. Let's get back to the podcast.